for those who are getting cold, um, there are blankets in the front over here that you can you can come and grab one to just yeah keep yourself warm. And if you have already, smart move. Wonderful to have some people visiting today. Um, we do things a little differently, yeah? When I say three, you all stand up. When I say one, you all sit down. <laughs> so, two, three. Yay! One, down. <laughs> two, three, yeah! And It's amazing when people are laughing and they feel a bit looser. You've heard the thing about looser. Eh? It was we went to Mozambique once when I was still living in Nelspruit, and there was a guy there that had uh, seen some Americans preaching on the TV. And so this guy, when he was praying for people, he was saying, "Looser, looser, looser, Lord, looser." That's the funny part. Oh, I'm going to have to get you guys to get up and down again. It's amazing the words that came through this morning about kindling, posture, fire. It's amazing. One of the other reasons, by the way, that we come to the front, there is another reason. I was here before Mervis. Another reason is so that you can actually jump around and enjoy yourself without bumping into the person next to you. There's much more space at the front. In this hall, we're fortunate. We've got space down the sides as well, so you can jump around there. Um, but it is, it is a, as Andre said, it's a posture. Lord, I'm laying myself before you, Lord. Anyway, my wife's been away this weekend. She's at a lead elders' wives' camp. <coughs> and from what I've heard, she's doing most of the preaching. She's never short on words, my wife. That's why I have to be so sharp. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll never talk. And Penny, I'm going home to put my red shirt on. Where are you? And it's got a Ferrari over here. What's red mean? Does it mean fast? Oh, red means fast. There we go. Red bull. They were flying around yesterday. Actually, that what they have to learn is to stay on the road. Who's? <laughs> Andre, my red bull friend. I don't know if it's possible, but a red bull friend. So this morning, uh, last week, I sp started speaking about faith and the fact that we actually cannot be born again if we don't have faith in our hearts. Do you believe that? Well, it's what the Word says. And so if you don't believe that, you're going not to where I'm going. Romans 10 and verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. There's an order here. It's three steps that take place. It's God's word. 
it's hearing God's word and it's faith coming because of that. God's word doesn't immediately take effect. You know that? The first time you say it, it doesn't, oh, I've got it now. I can really move along with this. Hearing is an attitude, almost like a posture that Johandre was talking about. It's, Lord, what, what are you saying to me? How, how are you saying it? How can I apply this in my life? How can this happen so that I bring glory to God? And as I said last week, we need to believe God's word before we can receive it. We need to believe it before we receive it. On, on Wednesday night, I got fairly sick. And like I was, I couldn't even go to the elders meeting actually. They had a Zoom meeting. I was so glad I couldn't go. I'm so, I'm so over technology. But anyway, uh, and they, they planned the wills. When you take over the will, they were planning that between amongst them. I was like, like every now and again, like, <laughs> I thought there's somebody with tongues over there. We're going to have to interpret to me when you come to the room. <laughs> but I was really sick on Wednesday night. And so I thought, hey, I've been telling these people about faith and receiving, bef believing before you receive. And these now what, Lord? You, you're letting me down. You're, uh, and then like, what popped into mind was according to your faith. Said, Whoa. There was a whole movement at one stage in the church where if people didn't get healed when people prayed for them, they would say, well, you haven't got enough faith. That's why you didn't get healed. It's not because of me praying for you. It's because you don't have enough faith. And so I said, hey, Lord, you've, you've got to heal me. And on Thursday, I had a, uh, twice a year, I have to go for a checkup because of this bypass that I had. So I have all my sugar tests and all sorts of tests. You have, you have cancer markers for your prostate and your, your colon and all sorts of stuff you have. And so I was thinking now my mind was going because a friend of mine is, has been diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. And so now I'm, now I'm thinking, hey, everybody says when you go over 60, these things happen, those things happen. So now I'm laying there and I'm like, hey, Lord, I don't want this. So I woke up on Thursday morning. Uh, first of all, I felt like I was getting COVID. That's why I was in bed. I woke up Thursday morning and I just... I said, Lord, I refuse to allow this word that you've given me to be lost. And so I began to pray, and by Thursday afternoon, I went for my tests. So uh, I'd actually had the blood test. I went for the results on Thursday afternoon. And so I'm sitting there, and he says, oh, your sugars are fine, and your blood pressure is fine, and everything's fine. And then he flips over to the cancer marker page. And he looks, says, oh, everything's fine. Yes! He's like, what's going on with you? He knows I'm a pastor. <laughs> I told him, yes! He says, who's Afrikaans and here guy? Yes! He's like, oh, you're... This has got something else now that we've got to diagnose. 
But you know what, Lord, Lord, you know what, guys, when we are trusting God for something, man, let's get excited about it when it happens. Because you know what, I believe it's going to happen more and more among us, that God is going to come, He's going to bring healing, He's, he's going to uh, set us free in areas that we need to be free. Like Johandre's uh, prophetic word, is my posture right? You need to go home. You need to take that word, not leave it here at church and go home and have lunch and watch the Grand Prix and all that stuff. You can do that, but you can lay down and watch it on your bed. <laughs> and, uh, no, but you, uh, you need to be saying to the Lord, Lord, I thank you that my posture will change. I've got a little bit of a different thing when it comes to fire and smelling like fire. You said that, Luke. I'll just give you another one. In Daniel, when the, my shack, your shack, and a bungalow went into the fire, that's how I remember their names. It says they came out not smelling like fire. Hey? Wow. I want that. But you know, the reality is when we have a bra and we cook the meat, when we stopped, we smell like meat and fire. That's why I always, I always get someone else to bra. I don't make fires and I don't bra meat. Andre and Donnie, those are, the, those are my go-to men for, for bras. And they finish on time. Not like some people, they bra and they bra and they make the fire and they make, I say, hey, they, they, What's going on? No, no, we're just building up our, our coal, our coals or whatever. Your, I'm like, no way. So when I get to Donnie's house, the fire is blazing. When I get to Andre's house, the fire is blazing. That's what we need to be like. We need to be on fire for the Lord. And you know what? We're not going to get like that by chance. You're sitting here this morning, you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to do that. Let me tell you, if you, on hearing God's word, starts a process out of which faith develops. The first time you read it, it's not going to happen. Then you're going to read, faith comes by hearing. It comes, verb. By hearing, verb. Guys, we, we need to be those that are, are passionate about God's Word. You, you should, uh, in my younger days now, do most of the preaching. When I was uh, going to somebody, to listen to somebody, I would take notes and I would go home. And I would, I would jot the Scriptures down, because you can't always get the message down. And I would go home and I would look at those Scriptures. Does it irritate you that I walk up and down? Uh, because Richard Gordon, my friend, says, I wish you would just stay behind the pulpit. I tell him, hey, listen, you're an old man. You can't walk. Get some faith. <laughs> but it, it only comes as you develop faith. And why does it develop? Because you begin to realize that God's word that he gives us you can believe it, and you can receive it. I bet you every single person here, 
is trusting God for something today. It may be that you, when you go home, you stop fighting with your wife. You're sitting here this morning, you've had a fight before you come. Patty and my fight, we've been in ministry 27 years. The most fights we've had is on a Sunday morning before church. I come out the door, devil, get out of here. Patty, you're calling me the devil. But faith comes as you believe, as you receive from God. And you know when you receive it, you're like, whoa, that's for me. I've asked God, I've received that from God. There's so little faith among professing Christians in these days because they're not spending any time in the Word. I'm, I'm hoping this morning, who brought that word about there's no condemnation? You're hungry. Okay, you, you brought a lot of words, right? Do you want an interpretation for that? Um, there's no condemnation for those that are walking in the Spirit, it says that. But what is there while you're walking in the Spirit? There's no condemnation, but there is conviction. Conviction is what God brings. He says, hey, come on. Lane, get out of that bed. You can get out this morning and go and speak to somebody about the Lord. I've put their name on your heart. And you can lay there and you can think, oh, I'm feeling so condemned because I can't. No, God is convicting you. God is convicting you. He's, he's trying to push you forward. He's trying to get you up and get you going. Spending time in the Word. Guys, listen to me. Spending time in the Word cannot happen in a haphazard, hurried way. Because faith won't develop. Faith will not develop. Oh, I think I'll read this today. And Jesus, I mean, Judah, Judas kissed Jesus on the cheek and then he fell on a knife and his stomach came open. Oh, that's my word for today. No, you've got to have a, a program. You've got to have, this is what I'm going to read. I'm reading through this book. I'm listening to what God says. I'm not rushing through. I'm allowing God's favor to build in my heart. And sometimes it takes a while for that, that, uh, that uh, receiving what you're believing. Sometimes it takes time. It takes time. My friend that's got prostate cancer, I said to him, I will pray for you every day until your operation. His operation's in about a month's time. That's when they can get the theater. I will pray for you every single day. And I said, on condition. He said, what's the condition? I said, before you go for the operation, you go and have another blood test. Otherwise, I don't know what, I, what has actually happened. I'm trusting you, Lord, that we're going to see results. We need to be those. So if you want to pray for him, it's that person with no name. Lord, I pray for the man with no name. But you know what? We can make such a difference in other people's lives. 
Next week, Nina will be here. She'll give you a testimony of we prayed with her one night on the way out and what God did. It's incredible. Change someone's life forever. It probably will change the person that she marries because she doesn't have this thing anymore. It'll change the life that she's going to live. Sometimes we pray for people, they get healed, and we don't even realize the consequences of what happened when we prayed for them. I think, oh, they got healed. No, look down the road and see, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And as you begin to look at that, you begin to build faith, and you think, hey, Lord, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you for more, Lord. I'm trusting you for more. We've often heard the, the, the phrase in Josh Jen, we want you to go into the more. We want more for you than you have now. More. Just that word that Egan brought about idols. Guys, idols can be very, what can I say, undercover in our lives. Very undercover. We trust God for something and actually... When it happens, then it becomes a curse in our life. I've seen people that we've prayed for and they've become pregnant and they've had a child and then that very thing that God said will be a blessing in their life becomes a curse because they don't come to church because of that baby. It's wrong. And you know what? Sometimes God... God doesn't make things happen in your life if you're a Christian, but he will allow things to happen. He will allow things to happen. He'll, he'll open the door and let you get sorted out. It's happened in my life. So I, I have no doubt that it happens in all of our lives if we don't keep the doors shut in our life. So I'm so glad all you guys are here today because you know what they say about Christians, eh? They're candy-coated. They can't get out in the rain. You guys make me proud to be a Christian. Scripture. So you get two types of faith. We've got faith, yeah. All of us have got faith, yeah, that if we sit on the chair, it's going to hold us up. Isn't that right? I wouldn't be sitting down if I didn't think it was going to hold me up. I don't know about you, but like, common sense or maybe it's because i used to be an engineer that i know the chair will hold me up no i don't think so i wear a belt because i don't want my pants to fall down i've lost weight and it's so weird I, I walk down the passage and fortunately it's only patty there and my pants fall down she's like what is going on ya?" So I wear a belt so that doesn't happen on a Sunday morning. And you've got to be pull the thing tight, otherwise it starts. So that is faith in worldly stuff. But scriptural faith is defined as believing what God means, what he says in his word, and he will do what he says in his word. Oh, yeah, but I've asked God and nothing's happened. How many times do you ask? I know, I asked once. Oh, really? You asked once. How was your life when you asked? 
Oh, no, I was in a play. Do you know in 1 Peter 3, it says, Husbands, love your wives, otherwise your prayers will not be answered. Do you know that? Guys, do you know that? And I'm sure the reverse is through wives. <laughs> you just got to have, I, I had a guy who led me on team in, uh, in another movement for many years, and he said, we said to him, so how do you know it's something that the Lord wants you to do. And he said to us, he says, when the question comes, your first response, except if there's any sin. If there's sin, you better not go with the first response. You better go to friends. You better go to leaders. You should do that anyway. But normally, and that is so true. I don't know about you guys, but when we've bought houses, we've bought quite a few houses. When you walk in the house, you, this is my house. And you walk into other houses, no, this is not my house. I'm watching a car. He's looking at me over Danny's head. Guys, we've got to learn to walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we have got to learn to know what the conviction of God is. People come to me and they ask me questions. Should I do this? Shouldn't do that? What, what was your first reaction when this thing came up? Oh, no, I mustn't do it. Well, then you better not do it. You better not do it. Or you get people that they walk around and they say, I can't hear God anymore. Well, you know what? If you can't hear God, you haven't got faith, so you're not saved. How's that? So what do we do if we can't hear God? Go back to the last thing that God said to you and you heard it. Go back there and then do what he told you to do and you'll start hearing God again. So if you support Red Bull, it's not scriptural. Because Red Bull like, it reminds me of like the devil. Eh? Red Bull. I told, I told Luke, Andre's got the mark now, but I'm going to have the mark at the end, boy. <laughs> So let's go uh, 1 Chronicles 17 and verse 23. It's the Lord speaking to David. Now, O Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house be established forever and do as you have spoken. Scriptural faith. Do as you have spoken. And we all know the story, or if you don't know the story, David, David had lineage from his time. Uh, he, he had a son, that grandson, and then on the throne of Israel. Actually, Judah in the end. In the New Testament, we see Mary's response to Gabriel. In Luke 1 and verse 38, it says, And Mary said, Behold, I, not Mary, behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. 
and the angel departed from her. Let it be to me according to your word. How often do you sit or think about God and there's a thing that's worrying you and you, and you want to trust God for something and you are able to say, God, let it be to me as your word. I want to tell you guys, you won't always get what you're trusting for. When I say you believe before you receive, Sometimes you can believe, and it's corrupted believing, and you won't receive. You're not going to get everything you believe for if your heart is not soft and tender towards the Lord. God's Word is His will. What's God's will? Read the Bible. People come and they ask you a question, and it's an abiblical question, something that's not in the Word of God. Then we need to pray and trust that God answers, and they get an answer from Him. But if it's in the Word, oh, I'm having a terrible time with my husband. I want to divorce him. No. The Word of God says you may not be divorced. So they, they can get around that one because it says, if you are unfaithful, I can leave you. But my counsel from there onwards is always not what they like to hear. I say, yes, you can get divorced for that reason, but you cannot be remarried. There's nowhere in the Bible that you can get remarried. Only you can be divorced or you can be separated. We normally go for, let's go for separation and try and fix this marriage. That's what we normally do. So we see that faith must be our first response to God. Now I just want to give you some, some heads up here on how to do this. Two things we notice about the Old Testament God. Guys, their faith was shown what, by what they did. By faith, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not seen and holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith. Can you remember? He, he was in a desert and God says to him, build an ark. I'd, like, I, I'd be like, hey, I'm too old, Lord. Can I get Andre and Donnie to come and build this thing for me? Donnie would say, I haven't got a clue because I'm not a very technical person. Can we pay someone to do it for you? Correct. So we mustn't have faith in what we, we can't have achieved. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as, he, as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Guys, this story, yeah, we are in Cape Town because we heard God and we came here. We were leading a church up in Benoni. I'd been through terrible sickness. We were driving on the way down. Just as we came through the tunnel, I said to Patty, we're going to be moving to Cape Town. Patty started crying because all our grandchildren are up there, and she likes to be around her grandchildren. And I was really sad too because I love my grandchildren. But I said to her, babe, if God wants us to move, we move. 
We walked into the conference. Andrew's standing up there on the stage. He sees us. He waves. He comes down the stairs. First move. He says, hey, Roland, I've got something I want to tell you. So I said, I said, why don't you tell us afterwards? Patty's like, no, you tell me now. <laughs> says, I want you guys to move to Cape Town. <laughs> Messed up that whole session. Everyone was crying. My son was crying. Every, like, I was crying too. But you know what? God knew best. By faith, even Sarah who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children. That's, that's scary, guys. Because when you get to my age, you don't do stuff to stop you having babies. So imagine. <laughs> da -dum! If Patty was here, she'd be checking me out, squiffing. But Yazaki, all these people were still living by faith when they died. By faith, when God tested him, Abraham offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. Can you imagine? I grab your hand. He's Isaac, I'm Abraham. Hey, come, Abraham. I mean, Isaac, please bring this wood with it to burn you on the altar. So, so like, your hand's walking. He's like, up here. Yes, Dad, I'm coming with you, Dad. And we, yeah, he's an altar boy. And we, we get further and further up there. And eventually he says, now build, build the, the altar on the, the stone altar. Build the, put the fire on there. Puts the fire on there. He says, okay, get up and get on that thing. And Johan's like, gets up, gets on it. Abraham's about to kill him, and God says, stop. You see, for me, that's believing God. It's believing God and receiving my son back. I still reckon that Isaac had more faith than Abraham. He knew he was going to get killed, man. And he went and lay down there. Hey, kill me. That's what we should be saying to God. We should be putting ourselves on the altar and saying, kill me. I'll jump through a whole lot here. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spouse, was not killed with those who were disobedient. I want to tell you, when I was in Benoni, there was a guy that had the same operation as me. He had a bypass, also quite a young guy. And your chest bones grow back together. But when they grow back together over here, they actually grow back a whole lot thicker because it's like double cartilage type stuff. Mine didn't do that, but his did that. And one day, a guy knocked on the door, and as he opened the door, the guy shot him. Bah! The bullet hit him in the chest and didn't kill him. It's like bulletproof stuff. After that, we called him Superman. 
Real, so looking at all that stuff, real faith shows itself in action. When you say, I've got faith for this, now you must do it. Maybe you can't do it the first time, but you have to pray a few times, and then you can do it, but you need to step out and do it. I think it's too easy for people to say, oh, I've got faith that's going to happen. And there's no faith in what they say. Nothing. You know what? Faith is not a once-off decision. Not a once-off decision. So in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So now I'm, I'm giving you guys some remedies. Be careful about what occupy, occupies your mind. That's a problem for Andre. Because he plays PlayStation 5 from about 5 o'clock in the afternoon to 5 o'clock in the morning. And I, I can only expose it now because Nina's not here. And I was playing with him. <laughs> yeah, he stops to watch the Grand Prix, you're right. Guys, where is your mind? We need to line our minds up with the thought pattern that God has in His Word. We can't just flap around like a fish on the ground. We, we need to do something. What is the environment like that you live in? I know some people, they stay with other people and very soon they find themselves caught up in the same way of living as those people. And you know what? They don't even know that it's happening. Negative people. Birds, you, you think it's a joke. It's actually in the Bible and Proverbs. Birds of a feather flock together. It's actually in the Bible. I always thought it was like this little saying, and then I went and researched it. I researched it. I just speed check or whatever on my... Guys, when you hang out with the wrong people, you are going to lose the plot. Sometimes we have to change our friends depending on how they live and who they are. Okay, next one. What are you doing with your free time? The devil finds work for idle hands. Another scripture. Let me tell you guys. If you're spending too much time on the internet, all of you guys, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Because that thing is terrible. You hit the wrong button, the wrong things pop up. Moments of weakness, not only on the internet. You don't want your life's journey to be full of potholes and speed humps. I hate potholes and I hate speed humps even more. 
because potholes in my car, I can like fly over them if I'm going fast enough. But speed humps are a problem. I was joking here, guys. I'm going to make you stand up and down again. It takes discipline and proper goals to use our time. If you've got a whole lot of time with nothing to do, phone Luke and get him to keep you busy with some exercise. He'll do that, eh, Luke? Yes. So I get them all to stand up and down. You see who needs it the most. <laughs> Come on, guys. There's lots of things to do. Instead of paying for a garden service, get out there and mow the lawn yourself. Begin to do things that take up your time. Don't carry on doing things that give you more time to do things that you shouldn't do. Oh, I've got nothing to do. Let's just drink one beer. Oh, let's watch the Grand Prix. Drink another beer. You know what it's like, eh? What you eating? Brown bread. You need to build your faith with the word, with prayer, with worship. Do those things. Come on, man. How, ma how many times can I tell you to do it? I shouldn't say you must do it, apparently. I should say, don't you want to do it? Oh, we would, that's very good. We, we would love you to just spend some more time in the word. And we'll come and help you if you need us to. I'll send Luke. Yes, it would be helpful. It will truly be helpful. Next thing, who are your closest friends? If your closest friends are not Christians, don't tell me you like Jesus and he was with the guys drinking in the pub. You're not Jesus. You will end up drinking in the pub with them. Have you ever stood on a table, if I had a table here, I'd do it, and tried to pull somebody up? What happens? They pull you down. Unless, Luke, I'll pull you down. Get a table. I'm old and I'll pull you down, boy. <laughs> You're not going to pull 100 kgs too easily up with one arm. No, no, no. We're not moving the goalposts. Next week, I'm bringing a table. Actually, you can come stand on here if you want to. You try and pull me up. I tried it. I couldn't even get Patty up. And this was long ago when I first learned it. It's impossible. People will pull you down instead of you pulling them up. Yes, I go to the pub to get the guy saved. Hey, let me tell you, if you go to the pub to get the guy saved, take two or three friends with you. Don't go on your own. You're going to get hammered. You're going to come home like oh. And tell your wife, oh, no, they beat me up. Meantime, you've just been eating brown bread. So guys, 
We've got to believe first, and then we can receive. What do we believe? We believe God's word, and then we can receive. If you believe in God for another car, God may give it to you. But you can't get upset if he doesn't, because it's not in the word of God. There's not even donkeys and horses in the word of God, in the New Testament, except for Jesus. And don't tell me you like Jesus. So if it's in the word, and let me tell you, if, there's, if you need healing, if you need salvation, if you need issues that are in, in the word of God to be resol resolved, God will come and he will heal. If your spirit has been torn apart in recent times, you need healing. You know the biggest thing, the two biggest things that stop us receiving from God? First of all, we don't know his word, so we're not spending time in it, and we're not... We can't believe and trust him for it. The other thing is just putting it out there, having the courage to say, hey, I'm standing today and I'm trusting God today that God is going to move on my behalf in this area. And even if it's not in the Bible, you can still ask God to answer those prayers. I don't know if you Andrews had a, a chance to testify yet, but they really needed another car. They got another car. And not an old shot car, a nice, reliable car. God knows our needs. So I wonder this morning if we could bow our heads. first thing I want to ask this morning is that if you are here and you do not have faith in your heart, that your faith is like a gimmick. It's not something that God has worked in your life. Eventually, you will go through a really difficult patch because you cannot trust God for anything without faith. If you're in that place today, or you, there was a time when you walked close with God, and many of us have had this, and then we found ourselves in our place in the, the New Testament. It says our faith was shipwrecked. If you find yourself in that place this morning, I wonder if you could stand up. I'm not rushing, sorry, if, you, if you're standing, don't, don't feel awkward. Let the courage of God fill you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The, the next thing is that if you're here today and you have a 
serious decision to make. I wonder if you could stand up. Because I want to pray today. I'm putting myself out there. I believe God has given me a gift of faith. Not a gift of healing, but a gift of faith. Where he will come and change situations that we find ourselves in. I wonder if you could stand, if you find yourself in that place. Is there anyone like this? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm always so proud and so tender towards God's people when they respond to his word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then the last area is if you need physical healing today, no matter what area it is in your life, if you need physical healing, if you need a touch from God, and I know there are some of you, and I want to see you stand up, otherwise I'm coming to you. You need a touch from God. You need a touch from God. This morning, I think we, um, at that point now where it's safe to say that the, the presence of God is here, um, and just something Tian shared with me was um, that he actually felt the Lord say to him, stop asking me to come. Like, we, we tend to do that, and we come, Lord, come, Lord. But actually just feeling the Lord saying, like, but I'm already here. And in prayer meeting, I had a word, excuse the word, but it was of a kissing booth. Um, and then there was this line forming to go to this booth and it was free and on the other side there was a lot of people just basically spectating this and looking at it um, and I really felt just that thing of actually just grabbing somebody and say you know what this it's free to be in this queue it's free to to get a touch from the Lord this morning but I do feel that even now like it's not if God's going to show up or if God's going to heal it's actually are we going to be those that respond right now and actually ask God to come do what he needs to do. I think also just ties into the word that Penny had about compromise. Don't compromise what God has got you. If, if, if he wants you to be healed, if he wants to touch you, stand this morning. Stand with faith. Come on. God wants to touch you. And so, Lord, I bring these ladies, this guy, in the name of Jesus, I bring him to you this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you are at work in their lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
If you want, you can stand with us, and we're just going to sing this one last worship song together. <coughs> or you can sit and still sing with us. Thank you for coming, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning for an incredible time in God. Um, there's coffee on the side over here. Um, there's tea as well. And there's, f what? And there's filtered coffee for the fancy people. Um, also, just remember, for the next five minutes, um, for the next five minutes, have a chat with someone who you haven't or who you don't know very well yet. 
Um, and then after that five minutes, you can go and speak to your friends. All right. Have a really great day further, everyone. Bye.